So if you ever hear us anything, you know, yeah, sure, yeah, I appreciate that too. But between me and you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know that. Thanks, Adele. I really appreciate it. And I'll get that back. It's only on tape. No I'll get that back to you later. Thanks a lot. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Sorry. I understand that the high low club was the sort of place where people would smash bottles on the floor and keep on dancing. Yeah, there was a. In those days, in especially in Battle Creek. Your wife was yours, that was it. I mean, guys would walk in and I seen one guy grab his wife by the hair and drag her out. No one did anything, because that's his wife and you leave it, leave it alone, leave it be. Another guy came in one night, he was mad at his wife and threw about four bottles of beer, smashed them like hand grenades on the dance floor. I've seen 400 people in there throwing tables and chairs and they had to close the joint at 11 o'clock. And you have to like just keep on playing throughout, right? Well, that night on New Year's Eve it was. We stopped at 11 o'clock. We got two hours off early. And, uh, mm. to stop I still remember that horrible night. That's it was a horrible, unusual. loud and Was that like New screaming. Year's Eve, like, like 1960 to 61? Yeah, probably 60, I think. Yeah. 1960, yeah, New Year's Eve. It's just... Mm. And I let the guy in that started it. I got him in because he was like a buddy, you know, and, I, and he was always raising hell, and he was only about four foot five. Or, he's a real short guy. Those are the worst. And all they are, and he has this <laughs> terrible temper, you know, and I said, listen, I'll get you in the club, but you got to behave yourself. You know, and Mrs. Gilbert, who owned the club, she was really something else. Mrs. Gilbert used to chase bats. Bats used to get loose in this club. And she had this pizza pan thing, you know, she used to make pizzas, and she'd go chase the bat. That's an unbelievable club. There's <laughs> even 400 people, you know, it was a big club. So that's a pretty big place to do a regular gig at. Yeah, a regular gig, really four nights a week. So I've, I've read the, st the story of Runaway, and I think it's amazing that that song was composed in front of an audience, really. It was, yeah. In front of the owner, too, who finally came up on the stage and told us we were nuts. Stop playing this, what are you doing? We played it for about 15 minutes, because once I had this idea, I told Max, the organist, who played the Musitron, uh, which was in Runaway and Hats mm -hmm. Off to Larry, and uh, I used him in Gypsy Woman, too, Max Crook. Oh, I piano. Him on Gypsy Woman. I used him on the piano, electric piano. So, um, he did that intro on the intro. Is he still a fireman in Thousand No, he quit California? fireman, and he lives out in the middle of the desert, and he's very religious, and he does his little studio 20 miles from a town, in the middle of the desert, <laughs> him and his wife. <laughs> And he's like, his father was a surgeon, a brain surgeon. In, in That's pretty unusual. It's very unusual. I mean, Max was, Max Max was a classic. Been pretty unusual. Maximilian. Maximilian used to eat, uh, he never, I never saw him take a drink in his life. And uh, he used to drink Kool-Aid and cookies. And listen to the ball game in one ear and play the piano with the other. He was a great baseball freak. Every night, and he'd blow his nose every night. Every 10 songs, he would blow his nose. <laughs> had this big box with Kleenex. He hated smoke. He hated. He was a, a, a smoke hater. Totally anti. I mean, totally non-rock and roll. Just unbelievable. But yet he loved to play music. He just loved yeah. it. We did a little gig for a friend of ours' birthday party about a year ago. Max came and we really? had this drummer and a bass player. So it was a reunion. No, it was just a uh, yeah, I guess. We but he played play. keyboard. Oh yeah, he played these old same old keyboard. Huh. The same old musicron. That's amazing. So got it. I understand that when you and Max drove to New York to record Runaway, it was under the most horrible, unbearable conditions. It was about 10 degrees below zero, and uh, the heater broke, and the muffler fell off. It was <laughs> awful. And you had to keep stopping at rest stops just so you wouldn't freeze to death, something like that? It was terrible. I smoked cigars, and Max used to hate smoke, and I used to have to <laughs> leave the window open, and it was freezing anyway, and blow the smoke out. 
We had our and so you get this freezing air coming Yeah, out. we were totally broke, you know. I mean, I had to borrow $60 from my manager. I thought he was going to knock you my head off. You said you had your wives with you? Yeah. So you must have married really young then. We did, yeah. It was a secret. Are, are you still married? Too? Not to that lady. She left about four years ago and said she didn't know who she was. Oh. But I got remarried now. And I'm, uh, I'm happy to uh, remarried to a girl now, Leanne. Mm. She's great. She loves rock and roll music. Mm. Loves it. Well, she'd have to to be married to you. Right? Yeah, right. I'm kidding. <laughs> See, my wife married me the first wife, and she didn't know about that I was going to be. Well, she always thought I had these dreams, but never thought he's just a guitar player from Coopersville. You don't grow out of it. What was your first wife's name? Surely. So is Kim your daughter? Kim's my daughter. I, I like her vocals on uh, "Drop Down and Get Me." Right. Those harmonies sound really nice. Yeah, she's uh, she's not married and lives out in the middle of the desert. All these people live in oh, they, they all go to the desert, the yeah. Desert. When they live around me, they go to the desert. Mm -hmm. I don't blame them. Um, one song that you recorded during those early sessions that particularly strikes me is, is Jody, because the arrangement is so lush. Mm -hmm. It's really well produced. I was wondering, like, at the time you recorded that, were you thinking of it being a possible A-side? No, I wanted to give it to Johnny Mathis. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking Jody. it sounds like a real Tim Pan Alley type of I say I've always been a, like a real crooner song. I, I like that. Crooner. Say I always wanted to be a crooner. I always wanted to sing slow songs, but like I wrote I Go to Pieces and I said, Oh God. Oh right. Finally wrote a slow song I can really sing and my oh. manager says, Ah, you gotta write up tempo songs, man. It's oh, really not you, no. I go to pieces. And, and uh, at the time I had keep searching also that I wrote in the same time period. So they said do keep searching and I gave uh, the other song someone else. Peter I mean, there's no taking away from, from your hits, but my, the songs of yours that touch me the most are the ballads, like Never Thought I Could, mm -hmm. um, and um, That's the Way Love Is. The, those really slow, soulful songs really get to me. Um, so I'm trying to picture you. You're 21 years old. Uh, Runaway's your first single. It zooms to the top of the mm -hmm. charts, stays there for 17 weeks. What was that like for you? Oh, it was insane. You know, you didn't... I didn't get to enjoy it really. I was too uh, anxious about the future, you know. All of a sudden you get what you want and it, it isn't really what you expect it's going to be.